Brain Podcast. I always wear this bucket hat when I'm directing. Discord. You are a creative. We get it. Instagram. Rub Vaseline on the lens. Patreon. Wes Anderson. As a filmmaker, he is nothing. A zero. He's a, a pig piece of shit. Mike Young sucks bad. These guys are liberal filmmakers. They cannot be trusted. This is a film. Why do we have to see his fucking name in the movie? I don't make movies. I make films. Let the creative people talk to the money people. Best Bender. Final Cut Pro. Anything by Cassavetes. Gritty New York City. What, no Q&A? If, like, the sound is off in the theater, I, I go mentally ill. I was obsessed with trash. Never make a movie. The movie's trash, you know? Joe Schmo did the fucking food. We got Ion Pack. We got uh, Tony Hawk is in the house. Doritos bags look mad different. Best vendor. Rogue Packer. I call it Director Juice. Make out with girls. You'll never make it in this business. I'm crazy about sound. M. Night Shalaman. We are watching Moon Girls. I might fucking mind producer trust one baby. James Gray sucks. Black hearts Reduced glass ratio. Give me brackets. Left wing politics. Stephen Sonnenberg sucks anyway. There's a whole group of guys who pretend to be making special films. Therefore, we are. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> I know it's hard. I know it's hard. I know I, it's hard sometimes. I haven't slept, so I'm. It's hard for me to pod right now, but we're gonna do it. We promised the kids a pod a week. We need to go the fuck inland, as always. <laughs> You're Going not- the fuck in. <laughs> land always he's so delirious (laughs) no i want i want to do the pod in this mode so bad because you being tired is so funny to me i mean to be fair to i am one he went the fuck in as always this past week we both did but him especially yeah uh, on some uh some very big important very special projects to be honest with you and you should be feeling good you should be ready to pod be honest with you yeah you should feel very proud of yourself you've been killing it you're going to continue to kill kill it. Well, There's a lot of models and famous nights to come. That's always the case. But we we also potted once earlier today already. It's, I know. It's double pod today. We haven't done two pods in a row in a while. Yeah. I, I think it's sick. I think it's sick to push ourselves. I know. We saw Inland Empire. Oh, we did. The re-release. I saw it like at the first screening of the day after also having not slept. <laughs> I know. How was that? It was insane. 
I was like, I can't imagine. I can't. First of all, I can't imagine seeing that movie during the day. Well, and of course, no sleep. I respect honestly the fact that you went like made time for that is impressive. I, I mean, I, even if it wasn't the pod, like I obviously just I need to see it. I, I never miss a Lynch screening. Is it recording? Yeah, yeah, and um, yeah, I had basically got to sleep for like three hours and could have actually gotten more. I had a, so much to do that exact day, but I forced myself to get up to go to the first screening of Inland Empire. And I, I was, I thought I was going to be the only person in the screening because I was like, "Who the fuck is going to see this at like 11 a.m.?" There were people there. Yeah, there, there was, was like there was like five people there. What the, what day of the week was it? It was like a Wednesday. Damn respect. I know. I had a very different experience. I saw it out in Los Angeles mm-hmm. at the Lamley Royal Theater on a like a fucking Sunday night at seven. So I was like, "Oh, it's probably going to be packed." Got my seats three days in advance. It was like six people there. Yeah. Yeah, there's five people at like 11 a.m. on a Wednesday. Insane. No, but think about six people on a weekend yeah. at prime time. I was yeah. like, L.A. needs to step up. Yeah. I'm not, maybe not supposed to say it, but there may be some uh, very special Friend of the Pod special screening event of Inland Empire a little bit later on this year. So mm-hmm. we'll mention that when we're allowed to. You'll know. Seeing this movie in a the theater was truly unbelievable and it was also it was was my first time seeing it since 2009 or 10 I think it was yours too right the last time we saw it was together then right I I thought it may have also been my first time seeing it when we watched it at I don't think it was your first time seeing it I probably no yeah I I think it was the last time you've seen it I had the DVD yeah no yeah I had not watched it since then yeah and I definitely never seen it in a movie theater before Seeing it in a movie theater, especially, I mean, I have to say, I have to give it up to L.A. for this one. Seeing that movie in L.A., like having walked off of, yeah, you know, like the Hollywood walk. Yeah. And and watching that movie in that space was, you know, the theater scene with Laura Dern. Like that moment, which seems so sort of like in today's world, like blindly black mirror, like, you know, you're looking at. Like if you were to describe that to somebody, it doesn't sound next level. But Wait, which scene? The scene where Laura walks into the movie theater, she sees footage of herself on the movie oh, yeah, theater screen. Yeah. She sees the the usher in the side hallway. I didn't feel black mirror. No, I'm saying if you were to explain that to somebody, it's oh, like, right. oh yeah, yeah, of course. It's sure. like the Russian dolls, like you know, mirror image, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but actually seeing that in a movie theater was truly a mindfuck moment. <laughs> it, it actually was. It like actually like, broke me. Yeah. No, so so much of it was so sick. I show you light. I show you light. It burns forever. Terry Crews. Wait, which one's Terry Crews? Like the dude sitting next to her during that scene. Oh, I know. Yeah, I, I know. For, I somehow forgot that. Oh yeah, I was like, he's in this. I know. Like it has like one line. So sick. Yeah, the the scene where I mean, spoilers ahead. The scene with Laura, you know, bleeding out on the. Hollywood stars on the sidewalk with the homeless people, which is maybe we should insert this the, uh, which is sampled at the very beginning of Burials Untrue. First of all, one of the most genius uses of a sample. It was a right. year that Untrue came out the year after Inland Empire. I think it was '06 Inland Empire, and then Untrue came out in '07. Yeah, so it's a very uh, up-to-date sample for William Bevan. I show you light now. 
binds the heaven. Um, but yeah, Jeremy Irons, Justin Thoreau. It just feels like the most ham heat. We should explain ham heat, maybe. Well, it's it's what you think. It's when you go ham with heat. <laughs> <laughs> so true. Uh, you know what else is there to say? I never even really thought of it that way. That's <laughs> what it is. It's when you go ham with heat. Ham being hard as a motherfucker or hammer time. Uh, <laughs> 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 I mean, it's true. That's where it comes from. Um, fuck, what was I saying? Um, but it's so weird how people have like not really seen it. I know, yeah. Everybody's obsessed with all Lynch shit. Yeah, I've like, like had long conversations about Lynch with people, and then they're like, oh, Inland Empire, what's that again? Also, you know what? People be lying about seeing Inland Empire. People, so like, people be saying like, oh, I saw it. It was a long time ago. I don't really remember it. This is not a movie you forget. Like, I also saw it a long fucking time ago. And honestly, I remembered it like the back of my hand. Like, seeing it again, I was mm-hmm. like, I remember every nook and cranny of this shit. Mm-hmm. It's so next. Also, since we have been pushing uh, Bessie Brown's actors quite a bit, I should say that, and I, I told Peter and Bessie this, I was like, this this is the best movie about acting that I know of. So true. This is the best movie about losing yourself in a role, like the horror of chasing fame and like appearance clout and yeah. getting lost in the industry like it's without being too directly metaphorical and just actually like representing the psychosis of that pursuit like it's 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 just so such a powerful it's a special film easily. yeah yeah easily um bonafide masterpiece this fucking the score is so insane like yeah. all the sound design shit i know the black tambourine. I was, I was, I was literally <laughs> just about to say that. It's genius, though. It it's, works it's so, so well. sick. Also, there's something so genuinely. It uses so many sort of like classic horror movie tropes in in ways that are so much more powerful than when they're used in actual horror movies. Like when Laura Dern sees herself across the street. Mm-hmm. Like the like, it's the first time I've gotten like chills like yeah. that up my spine in a really long time. Like it's a genuinely horrifying movie. Well, it's also obviously my first time seeing it since Twin Peaks: The Return. Yeah, and even during the return, it was I had been so long since I'd seen it. It was not really fresh in my head like any of his other movies, and yeah, it's like it it recontextualizes or not recontextualizes, but it, it makes so much of the return make more sense because in general obviously the return is like touching on every movie he's ever made yeah no you can feel that the return was the thing after and yeah, yeah yeah despite it being so long after and i think we have new lynch coming up soon possibly everyone thought that this new david lynch project which is being worked on we can assure you we do know from the inside um could be wisteria could be unrecorded night we all don't know yet um but everyone thought it was going to get announced in the can lineup, but it wasn't. And people don't know if it's a series, people don't know if it's a TV show, or, you know, a movie. It's interesting. It's like, it's pretty much the only thing that can really get me excited. There Although there is new Cronenberg in can. Oh, yeah. Apparently it's really nuts. I'm actually really stoked. Oh, the, uh, that's something I wanted to say. It's so, so interesting because um, it's so interesting, it actually is, that the last two movies from Cronenberg and Lynch are Maps to the Stars and Inland Empire 
because they're very similar to me in that first of all they're both boomer digital they're both like old guys make who classically made films and like went digital mode yeah but inland empire is a, it's a different no, it's like kind digital. of digital yeah um but they're both like obsessed with hollywood and they're both like obsessed with the horror of the mm-hmm. environment of movie making and it's just interesting that like they went through such a crazy trajectory with all the different movies that they made and like the two most recent films from both of them which in both of them are it's been a long time now since either of them have made a movie are basically obsessed with the same thing um yeah so I, that tells you something about getting involved in hollywood i haven't seen maps of the stars yet um we should talk about that once but i'm a it. huge cronenberg fan the only the, the way in which i'm less interested in cronenberg is that i mean cronenberg's like a hardcore just like science atheist guy yeah so the the spirituality of his oh no stuff that, is very lacking it doesn't mean i don't love it i do but no the, the maps of the stars is like spiritually dead yeah there's like the the present there's no presence of god in, mm-hmm. the, in there in his movies i was just reading a bunch of true ghost accounts about people's experience who have this is kind of a universal phenomenon and people who experience like hauntings in their house mm-hmm. of it's like less than there's like a ghost that's actually like a person or whatever that you see and as people for example will be upstairs in their house mm-hmm. and they live in an old house and they hear this is like and i know people who this is happened to and they fully like hear just full-on things happening downstairs like yeah tons of stories people going to their bathroom and they hear like a party happening downstairs like yeah they're like did my parents invite people over? Like, what's going on? Go downstairs, nothing's there, blah, blah, blah. And it always turns out that the house used to be some type of tavern or, like, meeting house or some type of social place back in the day that's now a house. And I don't, that that's, I mean, I just totally, I do just believe that shit because it's, I, I, there's, you can just tell, everybody knows, there's, you places have impressions when like things happen that become so deeply ingrained in the physical place grain like, yeah grain ingrained um ingrained <laughs> it just it, it, it like latches on like yeah, it, it's yeah, like yeah. so palpable mm-hmm. and that's kind of what well all lynch but what inland empire is largely about is just kind of like lynch says it too just la it's just like you can t- it's dark like there's the, you can feel it like the whole history and there's just like mm-hmm. something in the air. It's just is there. And you can say that that's kind of like a self-fulfilling prophecy thing, but it's just, I think everybody has experienced going into a place. If you go into a place where there's been lots of dark things, you, you can like feel it. I love know? the invention of like the movie set in the studio space on like the studio, like when they're in that, when they're meeting to rehearse, Laura Dern and Joseph yeah, Thoreau. Yeah, that, that's my favorite scene. And then she hears, they, they all scene. hear somebody behind like all mm-hmm. the walls and shit. And then, you know, it ends up being Laura in like a different timeline. It's, it's that's like my favorite scene. next level shit. I know. Um, I, I've never told you my ghost story from the house I grew up in, have I? You did. I kind of forget. So I grew up in a house well, when I moved out of the city and then we moved to this house. We bought it from this old woman. And this old woman, I remember, I think she was probably hardcore Republican because there was like a gun on the t- kitchen table when we were like moving in. Like she was just like, it was like a handgun. It was like a loaded hand. I was just like a little kid. I was like, what the fuck, Randway? Um, but she had, she had a sad life. Yeah, she was based. Um, sad li- she had a sad life though because I think her husband had died 
but also it was the family that she or is the house that she raised her family in and her daughter i believe died of pneumonia in my room the, mo- right. the room that i moved into it was like, oh, she died in bed here. I was like, fuck that. I was like, I was like are you kidding me? That's that's my room. It's like the dead girl's ghost ass fucking haunted ass room. Um, but I had several experiences when I was younger. I wonder if my mom even remembers this. But that like I would be home alone and I would hear like the laundry going. Or like I'd hear like dinner being made. I'd hear like basically like normal yeah, yeah. household sounds. Mm-hmm. Like windows being shut. Yeah. Um, and I generally wouldn't check on them because like I would like kind of forget that I was alone or something. I'd be like, oh, it's like some shit. Like you don't even, when, when ambient sounds kind of happen like that and you're doing something else and you're preoccupied, they just sort of register as like the world is happening. Mm-hmm. But I, there were a few occasions where I realized that I was like, wait, everybody's out right now. Like, really, what the fuck is going on? Um, and the one time I checked on the washing machine, it was, like, going with nothing in it. And there was another time when, like, I heard tables or, like, place settings being set on the dinner table. And there was, like, nothing there. There was, yeah. like, a, dra- there was a drawer open. Like, real shit that I was, like... I mean, I was, like, deathly afraid of, like, horror shit when I was younger. So I yeah. was, like, I completely rejected that this was happening. I was, like, I was, like, this is not. Also, nobody in my, nobody in my family smoked. And I remember finding, and I remember the woman who had moved out smoked cigarettes. I remember, and this, you know, maybe there was a cigarette left when she was there. But this is, like, months later or maybe even years later. But I remember seeing, like, a cigarette, like, out on the porch when I was alone one time. And it was, like. It was out, but it was, like, clearly, like, recently smoked. And I was like, Ramley, what the fuck? <laughs> like, it was always, like, weird shit that, like, some of it could be chalked up to, like, my imagination when I was younger. But, like, some of it was definitely getting hooked the fuck up. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, I also had, like, I, the only time I've had, like, really vivid nightmares in my life were in that room that yeah, the girl yeah. died in. Mm. I've, yeah, I've told you about my dream where, like, yeah, yeah. the dream was that I was in the room. And, like, <laughs> it was actually one of our old friends um um oh yeah (laughs) who like scampered up to the foot of the bed and like started talking to me yep um but yeah i think i think just my experience in that house definitely had me believe in like at least the presence of like energies and spirits and stuff in physical structures based on history yeah well it's a weird it's a it's a weird thing because this is all this is like separate than people who have you know encounters where they're actually kind of being tormented or kind of interacted with by some type of you know i should say like i'm not i'm like not even a skeptic like i basically have no interest in paranormal like i have i have no background in thinking paranormal thoughts this is just like stuff that happened to me um yeah i basically 100 percent believe all of it but no i know you don't that's why i was making no but even it's, it's it's different because it's you know this is clearly something that's different than people who experience kind of bizarre things happening like to them it's all it's yeah, not yeah, even yeah. like it's a distinct entity that's trying or something like that that's trying to like trying to do something to get the attention of the person which is right happens in, this is it's almost like it's just kind of imprinted in the space yeah, yeah, yeah. and it just will like be playing back it's completely just separate from interfacing with the people who are there you know and it's like pretty common 
Um, what? But it's even worse. The only reason I'm bringing this up is because it's just I just think it's kind of you can't argue with the fact that there is just certain places have different. Um, like you just feel different in them, even if you like put all the same things there. Well, even the, t- like spaces have memory, essentially, yeah. and that's a huge part of the Empire. Yeah, me. no, I was gonna bring it back to that because, like, what do you what do you make of? I mean, it's, it's an incredible moment, even if just felt and not analyzed. But the moment, the scene where Grace Zabriskie, 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 yeah. Zabriskie um, says to Lord Dern, like, "You're there tomorrow." Or like, you remember she like points to the couch on the other side of the room. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or like, you're there yesterday. You're there tomorrow, mm-hmm. or whatever. And then she's, I mean, Lynch is so good at these like reveal shots that are very common in horror movies, where it's like an extreme close up of somebody's face, and like they're you're seeing their reaction before you see what they're seeing. Yeah, yeah. But they hit, they crack in a Lynch movie like like no other. Yeah. And the reveal being that she's looking at this couch across the room. And she's there with her two friends, and it's like you've switched some sort of timeline, and like it, it jumps ahead to I guess tomorrow based off of Grace's character saying that. It's like you're there tomorrow, and it's like it becomes it's tomorrow. So sick, yeah. Um, I was relating that back to what you were saying about uh, all the paranormal shit, and what were you? What exactly were you saying just then? That spaces have memory? Yeah, that spaces have memory. Or just, like, there's this idea in Lynch movies that, like, within actual, like, space and the air in a room, you can, like, catch on to some different, like, field, like, unified field shit. Mm -hmm. Where it's, like, that thing that is tomorrow is actually there now. What the fuck is really good? It's Ion One again, as you already know. And, yeah, we gave you... A decent free section, but I mean, I know we go to fucking as always, and I don't even need to say it, but I mean, this time we actually go fucking as always. Like, we really go in. Head to patreon.com slash the ion pack. You do not want to miss this one. You already know. Patreon.